Before we begin, Chris and I would just like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We are incredibly grateful to be recording this on Indigenous land. Always was, always will be. As always, oh it has been a saga setting up <laughs> this podcast. It has been a a moment. Also, as always, we get no warning yep. that we're starting recording. Yep. It's always just and um, click, click, clap. I'm like, do we? And we, we're just expected. We to just perform like mm. dancing monkeys. Mm. Little monkeys. Little girls. Who dance. Like monkeys. <laughs> da- dancing monkey girls. And God, do we do it well. <laughs> Listeners, if you're DJ, please clip us saying... Dancing monkey girls <laughs> to make a little remix. I want to... Post-corona, I want to hit mm-hmm. the club. I want to be in the middle of the D floor. I want to feel Wet. sweat. I want to be moist. Mm-hmm. I want to feel bodies, heat, people writhing, massing, pulsing around me. As over the speakers, I hear... Dancing monkey girls. Dancing monkey girls. Dancing monkey girls. Girls dancing like monkeys. And do you know what? Before you did that, I thought that you were doing a character because I heard... If anybody out here is a DJ. And I was like, okay. That's just my voice, you homophobic whore. No, I'm a dancing monkey girl. Title of Ep, homophobic whore. (laughs) No, title of Ep, dancing monkey Monkey girls. (laughs) Ooh, we are coming in hot with a chaotic energy. Yes. Because boy, oh boy, are we all having days. I am having the least amount of day. Which is shocking. Shocking. And I'm so sorry to keep saying that because that is a read. No, but it's it not is intended fair. to be one, but. You have always been a very good reader. <laughs> I love books. Yeah. I've read four books this year. What did you say almost unironically last week? Oh, I'm, I have a hunger for knowledge. <laughs> I've thought about and that I a lot. did say it unironically. Me too. Because mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm also like, is that my crisis? Maybe. I have a hunger for knowledge, but, but I you're don't getting feed dumb. myself. Dumber. Damn it. (laughs) But you're getting dumb. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Um, How the heck are we? Do you know what? Okay. Mm. I think. The move is done. We're basically all... We've had so many people over. We really have. Sorry if you're not one of them. Also, oh, fuck. I was going to apologize to Liv just now. But I should be apologizing to myself. Heads up. <laughs> um, I'm going to be editing this episode, everyone. So uh, I'll put something funny in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I actually already know exactly what I'm going to put in there. But I was about to apologize to Liv, but really I should be apologizing to myself because I'm have to going to have to edit out so many burps again. Oh. That meat pie. Yeah. It was good. The coffee that I just downed. Mm-hmm. I am getting really sick of overpriced pastry. That was not a $6.50 pie. <laughs> I'm getting really sick of it. I'm not going to pay $10 just for pastry, a hammer cheese But also you croissant. could tell that it was like the cafe that we went to really emblazoned mm. organic artisan yeah. around everywhere. And like the pastry was fine. The filling I didn't like. There was not a lot of but it. But tasted organic artisan. It did. And that's why I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me a four and twenty. Emblaze it. Emblazon. Mm. Emblaze <laughs> it. Emblazon it. Emblazon it. How I was gonna say, how are you? But that's not the question. It's not the question we ask. Also, you don't want that answer. No. <laughs> yeah. Mmm. Mm-hmm. So it's been a time, so I'm going to ask it, and uh, we'll just go from there. 
Chris, are you are you in crisis this um, week? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we need to get out of the way. We mentioned it and talked about it last week. Every single week, both of us go, I mean, it's not a crisis. Mm-hmm. We don't understand our own premise. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to start saying yes. Yeah, great. Yes and. Yeah. I'm, to I've, life. I've started saying yes and no. Like, immediately. That's that's what I've been doing. Producer Deliver just aggressively moved your microwave, microphone away from me. My you. microwave. My your microwave. My microwave. My crisis is that I want to be Nigella Lawson. No. Um, uh, my crisis is that I'm grieving, uh, cause my grandma died recently and it was the third family death in nine months and I'm just, I'm, I'm real sad. Yeah. There's kind of no, like I was going to not talk about it and do like a joke one, but I'm just, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really shit. It sucks. I'm very sad. Mm. Uh, um, because she was like an icon, mm. particularly for me as a little gay boy, seeing this like powerful matriarch of a very large extended family. Um, yeah. Mm. And That's... the timing has been for your family this year, just yeah, super shit. That's just one thing after the other. I just realised what we asked the follow up question. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> How are you crying more than I am I'm, already? I'm, I don't know. The joke of this was that I was going to be the first one to cry on the podcast. Yeah. No. And my voice I'm betrays me and often. Men don't cry. Only dancing <laughs> monkey girls at the clubs. <laughs> Overjoyed. So, yeah, I'm grieving. <gasps> um, I'm grieving. Um... And it's just, it's like compounded grief. Because mm. it's just one thing after another at this point. Um, yeah. Has this been a, a, a period for your family? Have you gone through, um, I don't know how to phrase We've had this. deaths yeah. before. We've had rough shit. Like, we all joke about 2015 as being a hellish year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... They're much closer losses mm. this time. Um, and it's just more difficult to deal with, like, on top of everything that was shit about 2020. We also had all this going on. Mm. And being interstate, like, all my family are in Melbourne, and I'm here in Sydney, peacing out. Um, it's just tough. Mm. Who knows? Maybe this was the wrong thing to talk about because I feel like I'm also not saying anything particularly profound or wise. But that, I mean, it's not the point. Um, no, no, it's not. But um, it sounds as well from yeah. what you were saying with the the matriarch of the family and your grandfather just beforehand, like the end of an era of sorts, and now oh yeah, this whole very much so because she was still very much like a focal point mm. of the family. Yeah, it's just very strange. Like, it's something we knew was coming. And... I mean, it's odd because... She had kind of declined quite a bit and had changed a lot. Not a lot, but, like, I was already missing her. Mm. Which felt gross to say. But, like, she wasn't necessarily the same person who I... Grew up with. Yeah. And who meant a lot to me. I think a lot of people that we've spoken to recently, like friends who have gone through similar things, would say the same thing as well. Mm. It really is just like, I I didn't know this person anymore. I mean, it wasn't quite to that extent. Like, but just, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I'll edit in, uh, I don't know, Martin Luther King speech or something here. Mm. Or maybe I'll put... Um, Merritt Weaver's acceptance speech. I 
go. I gotta go. Bye. I love her so mm. much. I watched Welcome to Marwin for the first time recently. Welcome Terrible to where? Film. Marwin. Okay. You haven't been Welcome to Marwin, Marwin. before? Marvin? Marwin. <laughs> That's the title of the film. Okay. Ari, I'm trying to have a serious conversation. Serious? <laughs> I'm trying, I'm to, trying have to have a serious, serious conversation, conversation about grief. <laughs> Griefcated. <laughs> anyway, Merritt Weaver is the MVP. That's mm-hmm. what that story was going to be. Um... No, I'll put in Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. Oh. Just the full six minutes, though. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I found and out? And here it is. <laughs> I found out that people thought that Rufus Wainwright's Hallelujah was made for the movie Shrek. There's a generation of people who thought that that was written for the the movie. See, I recently realised that I thought it was Katie Lang's Hallelujah in the film in Shrek. In the film! I was just walking around believing that the producers of DreamWorks were like, you know who should have a song in the major motion picture Shrek? Katie Lang. Mm-hmm. Followed swiftly by Smash Mouth. Mm. You can't get more lesbian energy than that. <laughs> you... <laughs> Actually can't. Mm. Not in Katie a swamp smash anyway. Mouth. <laughs> Katie smash mouth. Smash my mouth, Katie. <laughs> oh my god. No! Oh, I regret saying this that. This is but I still don't. a conversation about my grandmother's death. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy, happy now. now. Yeah. Alright. So I'm just... A lot of big stuff. It's also just... Calm. If we really want to get into it, it's come at just an idle moment for me to just have a full, like, what's my life? Because I am unemployed. Uh-huh. Uh, I have not been writing for a while, and so I haven't written anything. Um, we've just moved, so I'm in a new space that I haven't fully finished setting up. But mm-hmm. I also, like, I'm still unemployed, so I don't have money coming in. So it's like, what am I spending money on in order to deal with this? Um so it's like uh, career, family, life, purpose, uh, aims, goals, love, self, crisis. Mm. And so that's why from 4am to 5.45am last night I was crying. Also, I've been listening to a lot of Sunday in the Park with George, and that'll mm. really, really do it to you. Are you the type of person that listens to sad music when you are sad? I listen to sad music all, all the, the time. time. I love sad music. Mm. <laughs> Liv does not understand. I think we've spoken about this before. Mm. You only listen to happy music. Mm-hmm. Specifically, you only listen to Happy by Pharrell. <gasps> no, that's not true. Pharrell. That's the... I've seen your phone. I went into the music on your phone being like, oh, let's check out Liv's music. It was just happy. By Pharrell. Yeah. That's literally not true. No, it's not true. I apologize. There was a second track and it was a cover of Happy by Will Pharrell. Do they... And Yaya Ding Dong. Do (laughs) they all have Happy in the title that you saw? Do they have to have happy Did in the title? Did I stutter? I just said she only had two tracks. One of them was Happy by Pharrell. The other one was a cover of Happy by Will Ferrell. Ferrell. You are supporting Pharrell. You are paying for his cars, <laughs> his homes, his dinners out. His lifestyle. Mm. It's not true. That's just not true. I think you'll find it is. I think should I protest? Talk Too about much. Chris, you're going to need to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. We'll see. It is exclusively Dua Lipa. I'll give you that. She said that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really thought she was going to say it. Jewish artist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exclusively Jewish artists. And I was like, babe, I get it. I just watched Yentl for the first yeah. time. So, <laughs> okay, Papa, can you hear this? Yentl is anything. <laughs> <laughs> Love the curries there. Yeah. Curries yeah. song. Um, Start to finish. Oh, wow. 
are we talking about? Sad music. Yeah, absolutely. The last like four tracks on Sunday in the Park with George are all about like grief and artistry and like losing an older female family <laughs> member. Was already listening to it a lot. Uh, and now here I am <laughs> once again. <laughs> I'm torn in a pieces. That's a song from the album. Duh. Duh. Sunday in the Park with George is a Kelly Clarkson jukebox musical. Mm-hmm. That's canon. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon, Friends with Pharrell. That's also where I went. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a Nick Cannon joke, but then I was like, no, don't let Ari ask if I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've really done a lot of it, but um, are you are you at peace with your crisis? <laughs> I mean, I'm at peace with the crisis of it. Like, I'm not over the death of my family members. Mm. Um, But I'm not, like, freaking out about the larger stuff that, like, my galaxy brain is going to. Because that's just... I know that that's just, like, a regular part of something like this happening. Particularly in this time. And... It's kind of constantly always happening for me. In like a good way. Mm. That I'm always like, I don't know, considering myself. Consider Melissa Leo. Um, But how dare you ask me that? I know. How dare you? It felt really weird to ask. It was disgusting. Yeah. Actually. So, with that tone setter for the episode, yeah, let's move on. Um, the crisis from the readers. <laughs> let's no, do okay. it. Ariadne, are you in crisis? So when I was thinking about this last night, I was going to answer no, and then when we were talking about it, uh, uh, when I was thinking about it in the shower this morning, I've moved it to a yes. I am in crisis. On the Richter scale. Yes, of crises. Um. I have just started the OC. Mm -hmm. um, And Mm -hmm. apart from Bridgerton earlier, Mm -hmm. a couple of months ago, it's one of the first new shows I have started in an incredibly long time. New as in you haven't seen it before. Exactly. Yes. And the OC fits quite easily into shows that I enjoy watching, which is just, like, um, e- easy to follow. Like, there's a lot happening, but it's not like I have to give my full brain power to to what's occurring on, on the screen. Before I had... When I was thinking of this crisis, I hadn't started the OC, so I'll just pretend that I haven't done that and speak to you in this about this as if I haven't. I can't start new television shows because I am so anxious about them and I'm, I'm over it. I used to be like, uh, Oh, it's just like this fun, quirky thing that I do watching Brooklyn nine, nine, like 18,000 times. I literally go to start new television shows and I go, I don't, I don't want to, I want to be able to not think about anything. And if I have to, if I start something new that I know is going to be good, I'm, I just, I'm just incapable of giving it my full attention. But I'm sick of missing out on the conversations is why it's a crisis. Mm. I have not been able to talk about Michaela Cole because I haven't seen it. Tried to start oh, it, freaked out. Sucks. Because I was not in a good headspace for that one. I haven't seen Succession, which I know that so I will love. Mm-hmm. And I just... Much like Liv last week, I feel like I'm being a bit whingy now as I'm talking about it. <laughs> a bit like... Um, not how you sounded, how you felt, obviously. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like, I I'm, I have this anxiety about, if I w- watch TV, I want to be on my phone as well. I want to be able to answer an email. I want to be able to like, I don't mm. know, not think about it. And it's making me miss out on a lot of stuff. Mm. I guess... For some reason, this is one of the subjects that I'm most, like, careful. I feel like, as I'm trying to formulate how to respond, I feel myself being so careful about it. 
when it's like the lowest stakes crisis you've had so <laughs> yeah. far. I think because I'm talking about it really like it's affecting my life. No, I think it's because I'm about to just <clears throat> destroy you. No, Fair um, yeah, I just assumed you'd turn and be like, grow up, and then we'd be like, no, this not the grow way. up, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I think we all have become very good at recognizing our own anxieties and acknowledging them and giving them space and like talking about them and being like, this is what makes me anxious. This thing, this is how it like manifests within me. These are my symptoms of anxiety. This is what I do. But then we don't, not that anxiety is something can be, that can be cured, but we don't then talk about like, which ones are ones that we need to give space to Mm -hmm. and like really be careful with ourselves with. And then which ones are the ones that we need to like get a handle on. Yeah. Or can get a handle on or can like kind of find a way through. Totally. I feel like, I think that's why I'm also a bit shitty because I feel like I've, I've um, not acknowledged it. Uh, Acknowledged it, I guess. Um, made it known to myself, and now I'm doing nothing about it. And now I'm sitting here being like, "Boo! I can't <laughs> talk about these shows." I'm like, "Oh, you could just start it. it. This one seems like one to be able to get a handle on." And I'm just like really leaning into it. Yeah, but we literally have started a podcast so that we can whinge about things and True. then tell people how to live their lives. Yes. You're right. You're right. I'm absolutely perfect. Go whinge, girl. I'm good. That's not what I said. Yes, I think that's exactly Mm. what you said. I'm doing really well. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine season three awaits for the 19th time. I... Okay, no, I'm going to change tack. I need you to watch other TV shows. What? I need you to grow up and watch other TV shows. You just said that I was doing okay. That's not at all what I said. And the fact that that's what you heard. Oh my God. After what I have spoken about this episode, you're going to come at me with this fucking energy. What the hell? And scene. scene. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Dancing monkey girls. (laughs) We are two represented actors. (laughs) Uh, I have a self-tape to do today and an audition tomorrow. Ariadne is currently in rehearsals. Uh, But we are so ready to be booked and blessed more. Mm -hmm. Please reach out. Yep. But only for large amounts of money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We just moved house. It's expensive. Anyway, I do need you to watch more TV I shows. know. I know. And this is purely coming from a selfish place. I want to talk about these things yes. with you. I want to experience these things with you. Mm-hmm. But you have these walls up. I know. Against not only your own anxieties, but other people. I know. Think of who you could be talking to. Bricks and mortar, baby. Bricks and mortar. <laughs> Rick and Morty. <gasps> I've never watched it. Neither I watched I. the first episode and I was like, eh. Is that right? No. Hmm? I just like bricks and mortar, Rick and Morty. Is it like, because they're like a solid foundation for each other? No, it's about like how toxic the relationship is, isn't You're it? You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how toxic walls are. Yeah. It's about asbestos. <laughs> yes. The asbestos crisis of the 90s. I remember it well. <laughs> Oh, I was... So last night when I was... <laughs> crying. <laughs> crying. <laughs> when I was grieving, um, I was finding different things to listen to slash like try to get to sleep to. So I watched about half an hour of The Apartment. Great film. It's mm-hmm. on stand. It's a very good one to fall asleep to. It's just a very soothing oral soundscape. Mm-hmm. Big birds. Tautology. Um, uh, but then I was like, I'm going to listen to Over the Rainbow. Like, if I could have, I would have put on The Wizard of Oz and, like, watched it. I don't... I haven't watched it in years, but it would have been good. Instead, I just, like, went to YouTube and typed in Wizard of Oz and was looking just for Over the Rainbow, the clip. But right underneath it was a thing. One of those, like, Watch Mojo or whatever. Uh-huh. Little Miss Mojo. Yes. Star. Um, <laughs> but it was the, like, image that it had chosen to clip and, like, advertise itself was just a picture of Judy Garland in the snow scene. Just with... Asbestos? 
and an arrow pointing to her. Jesus. And I was like, well, this is not what I needed right now. <laughs> but I will be clicking on it. Somewhere. That's vibrato. Yes. Um, are you at peace? <laughs> uh, generally, uh, oh my God, the cat just walked in. Um, look, I'm annoyed. No, I'm not at peace. I need to fix it. Great. Yeah. No, no pieces is here. If for anything, I May Destroy You is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is emotional. Yes, it is a lot to deal with. But it is one of the greatest pieces of art in our lifetime. Mm. Of our, like, generation. It's incredible. Mm. Also, it's only 12 episodes. So it's... Not a huge commitment. Yep. Time-wise. Yep. I have already watched 18 episodes of The O.C., so I could be done. I fully get you, though, because last year I did re-watch two seasons of Grey's Anatomy as well as Succession because I needed something I could watch while playing Sudoku on my phone. There you go. Call back to episode one. I was addicted to Sudoku. Mm -hmm. Still am. Um, Less so, but still am. And so I needed shows to watch while on my phone. Mm-hmm. But if you watch any of those shows while on your phone, I will rip your hands That's off. That's exactly correct. Yeah. I will rip your hands off. Yeah. That's very fair. But also, I think that's just something we should all be better at. We should all get into the habit of just like being like, I'm going to put my phone in the other room in order to watch this. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to not check my phone while watching this. Mm-hmm. We are all artists who want to create things, Mm -hmm. who want, therefore, for people to watch the things that we create. Why do we then not give the things that we watch the same respect that we want from the audience that we are creating things for? Not all the time. Sometimes you just need something to put on in the background. Absolutely. But sometimes at least. Give it your full attention. This is a long... I'm going to edit out so much of this. Mainly your stuff. I I was like, come on. No. Mainly Liv stuff. Liv looked so pensive then. I think she really disagreed with what I was saying. No. I'm just thinking about it. You not also feel like sometimes you just don't want to watch it? Like like sometimes this is not engaging enough for me to not pick up my phone. Sure. But then it's like, I hope you could be heard then. Um, but then it's like, why are you watching it? Mm. And also, have you given it the chance to engage you before going to your phone? Mm. And I'm not talking about those shows where people are like, oh, the first two seasons are some of the worst things you'll ever see. But then season three Mm. is actually bad. But better. But better. Better. And then season four will blow your mind. Mm. And then with five and six abilities. and seven are really bad as well. And then eight through fourteen. Mm. There's a are really perfect hot... television. Yeah. For idiots. <laughs> mm. There's a really hot neighbor that comes in in season <laughs> fifteen, though. He's great. If and you then hate bad ideas. It's death scene in season seventeen. Beautifully bad. <laughs> Beautifully hideous. Anyway. Should we hear from someone yeah. else now? Let's fucking Jump get in. this thing rolling. Yeah. All right. Do you want a microphone? Should I just turn it? Thank you. Turn the mic around. All right. I keep trying to be friends with my exes. I don't know why I'm doing it, and it's not so much that I try to be friends with them, it's just that I let any anger or resentment or boundaries go really quick. So they could have seriously messed me over, for example, keeping me secret, cheating on me, lied to me, fuck with the hell out of me, etc. And I'm just over it and back to being their friend and just kind of go, oh, that's fine. I know the behavior wasn't good, but rather than there being any personal boundary, I understand what's happened and move on. Does that make me more evolved or is something wrong with me? My my mouth is agape. My gut instinct is fucking love yourself. I don't. I'm not. I 
I'm angry about this Me one. Too. I'm really, <laughs> Me too. I'm really fucking furious. Same. Yeah. I'm, there is no... Yeah. There is no way... No. I... Okay. No. First, first of all. Yeah. All right. I don't think any of us are furious about the... The heart of the matter. No. You know? The underlying subject. The overall... The subject heading. Mm-hmm. We're not mad at the subject heading of the email. No. No. We're like, oh, we'll open that. We might reply. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Friends with exes. Can be done. Yes. Can be done. Uh, is possible. Is possible. I have theories about that as well, but this is not where we're at. In this case... I am horrified. Yes. <laughs> I have read the email. The Iliad. And I am moving it to the bin and then really being like, no, no, no. And then I'm deleting my email account. <laughs> yes. I am I suing am, Gmail. Yes, and I'm getting a Yahoo. I am getting a dot com website. I'm getting Bitcoin. I am That's how mad I am. I'm getting bitten by something <laughs> so that I don't have the to... Love the love bug. The love bug. Because you love this. Oh, God. Ooh. Okay. It's the... Okay. So, I also don't... Uh, I don't hate... I, I'm not angry at this person <laughs> for being like, am I more evolved or is there something wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. But I think I, I, I think you have to take a, a real hard look at these situations. I get maybe being like, oh, maybe I'm just like uh, evolved. N- no. <laughs> no. These people have done you wrong and you deserve better. You deserve so much better. There is something wrong with you. <laughs> no. <sighs> Um, this is obviously going to turn out to be one of our friends, so I don't want to go too ham on like, yes, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. What I will say is there's just one thing in this that stuck out to me, which is, I kind of think this is, uh, it points towards something larger, I think in our generation, but also just generally the culture, which began to be reckoned with. Recently with me too, but then also is still being reckoned with how your friends treat other people. Yes. Is who those people are. Yes. it How the people around you treat others, how they have treated you in the past, their behavior is who they are as people. It is not something separate from who they are underneath. I agree. They are not like... Oh, yeah, fucking this guy who did this shitty thing and all in a relationship. Yikes. But he's a good guy after all. No. Mm -hmm. They are what they have done. And they are how they have reckoned with what they have done. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't, and if they have been allowed off the hook immediately post-gross breakups Mm -hmm. and allowed to then be rewarded with friendships. Exactly. That is unhealthy for everyone involved. Sing it. That (laughs) is unhealthy for everyone involved. Amen. I've done a lot of singing this episode. Love it. Love every single thing about it. People who are nice to you but rude to the waiter are rude people. Like... Yeah. It's... Absolutely. This person... Like, you know, because you might be like, oh, they're a really good friend. They they actually... They were a really good friend. And now... And then in the relationship, it was really... It was gross and they kept me a secret and they treated me really badly. But now that we've gone back to being friends, it's really good again. No. The way that they treated you in the relationship section of your relationship, your ongoing relationship, friendship, is how is who they are. And they do not, exactly as you said, deserve to be rewarded with friendship afterwards. No. Also, gotta say, something I think about a lot when it comes to like shows that we see. Mm-hmm. But then I'm gonna reword it into this. 
Are they actually a good friend? Or did they just make you laugh a bit? Yep. Something being funny does not make something good. Mm-hmm. Is it just a person who you have laughed with? Or is it someone who is a genuinely good friend who supports you, who allows themselves to be supported, mm-hmm. who gives you things more than just a quip? Yeah. Are they a good friend or did they just buy you a coffee once? Not even that. Did like, are they a good friend the or they, did they just say something mildly amusing one time? Yeah. And then they just hang around you and you them. Are they a good friend or are they just a satellite in your orbit? Yeah. Or are you a satellite in, in theirs? I... No, because we... I mean, we'll get to the diagnosis part, although that's always a bit of a, a laugh riot. This needs to stop. <laughs> you need to stop this pattern. Because it's not like you said X. You said X's. And I I need, if you are one of our friends, please, please don't do this. What if we're their exes? We're not. We could be. We've never been in a relationship in Sydney. That's true. We're not finishing this conversation right now, but I do want to say now... Absolutely reach out Let's talk about this more Absolutely That's why I'm like I can't Either anonymously Or like not anonymously 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 But like You know Reply to the pod Also (laughs) I feel like every two minutes One of us Goes on a monologue Starting with Also And then two minutes later The other person Then starts with Also However Also, Mm -hmm. if you are doing this in order for friendship groups to not be disrupted, (gasps) stop. Absolutely. Absolutely stop. Because if someone in a friendship group that you want to stay a part of has wronged you, Mm -hmm. has like done shitty things to you and to others, talk about it. Talk to the group about it. And if those people are still comfortable being friends so closely with someone who has fucked you over, that's something that you need to talk about. Yeah, because they are not good friends then. Or like good friends to you. Yeah. If you Um, are staying friends with these people as well, in order, because you yourself are like, I just can't really handle not being liked by people, which is a big thing. I fully get that. Mm. Being like, I just, it's easier for me to stay friends because I just can't handle having someone not like me. Then that's something also to work through Mm. because that is also not a good enough reason to stay friends with these people. Cause you're like, Oh, but you know, and I mean, I'm not even bringing it up as like a deal breaker of like break up with those friends but they should at least be aware of what their choices reflect. Mm-hmm. Of what, how they pick and choose what to deal with in those friendships means for you. Mm-hmm. And what you are doing every time you hang out with that person. They should be, they're your friends. They should be aware of these things. Yeah. Yeah, I feel a lot about this listener. Yeah, me too. I do want to talk about this over drinks with them. Yes. If they're comfortable. Because also, this is not a, a thing against them, but it's... Say say your friends, or certain groups of your friends, aren't made aware of how badly this person treated you. You not telling your group of friends and then allowing yourself to be continually put in these situations is like self-harm. You need to let your friends know what these people have done so then they can make those choices. Or even just... Minus the friends of it all. Mm -hmm. You are not dealing with what has happened. Yes. 
by just immediately moving on, you're not actually moving on. You are running down the street with a broken leg. Mm -hmm. You need to deal with the leg. Mm -hmm. It's gross. Mm -hmm. Your leg looks fucked up. And it's going to keep getting more fucked up. And it's going to keep getting more fucked up. But you need to make your friends aware of these situations. Otherwise, yeah, you're just you're just hurting yourself. And then As you said, yourself. No, you go, to, sorry. No, no. And then you you're aware of how badly these people have treated you. And I just can't reckon with with the idea of being like, oh, I'll stay friends with them because I'm a more evolved person. Maybe if it ended, you know, amicably and it's shit and you're like, I'm 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 mm. evolved to keep the peace because all we did was break up and mm. it was fine. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty good of you because I'm I'd struggle. Yeah, that's pretty good of you. <laughs> yeah, because I'd struggle. I'd struggle even in an amicable sense. But this person these people have hurt you. And I don't know how you marry the two mm. thoughts together. You don't have to be friends with everyone. Mm. God. You really did don't. Did not yeah, did, did took me a very long time to reckon mm. with that statement. You do not have to be friends with everyone and you do not have to be the person who sacrifices something in order for peace. In order for some sort of like ability to cohabitate. You do not always have to be the person who apologizes first, who starts communication, mm-hmm. who Let's go of something that is hurting them in mm-hmm. order for someone else to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's something I took a while to realize and still like comes up with me because I have a visceral memory of a time in high school where I don't even remember what it started as, but I like said something or I like didn't go along with the joke. And then one of my friends decided to like prank me by pretending to be really upset with me and then I was like oh they're really upset with me and so I was like hey like you're really upset with me I'm sorry and they're like oh I wasn't I was just waiting to see how long it took you to apologize because I knew it would be quick and I was like whoa (laughs) this is year nine so I'm like 14 years old being like "Mm, cool 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 cool." (laughs) I am the peacekeeper, I am the one who will apologize first. Okay. And now I never am. So I haven't apologized for anything since then. Yeah. Nor should I. So that actually is a bit of a scarring story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, that's a, that's one of the ones that shape us. One of those stories. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I am very good at conflict now. I'm very good at talking about these things with people. Mm. I'm very good, generally. Mm. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, her. Her. <laughs> Starring Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. It's not... It's, uh, I, don't, I don't want to boil it down to the black and white of you need to... You just need to not do this. But I don't, I don't know how yeah. complicated, how more complex we can get into it without, you know. I think to keep the simplest answer is this is something you need to reckon with. Yeah. This is not something to brush off as you being evolved or um, like it actually being fine because they've dealt with whatever happened. Mm. Clearly they haven't. You may not be. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. This deserves more thought and action mm. than you are currently giving it. Yeah. And you deserve you deserve to do that for yourself. You deserve more thought and action. Yeah. You deserve some action. You deserve baby. to be the main character in your own fucking life. Like you deserve to take the space for yourself in this situation and not be kept a secret anymore. Not be treated like shit. And like... Ugh. Not be having to fit yourself around other people's behavior. Yeah. Around other people's comfort. Yeah. Why aren't they doing that for you? Yeah. 
Shall we diagnose? <laughs> yeah. You're going first. I am. This time. I am. I am. I am. Sam, I am. Oh my god. Sorry, your phone's so old. I'm just trying to figure out how it works. Yeah, you've got to go to the clock app. The clap. <laughs> you said yeah. God, I'm funny. So, oh, we did not introduce the podcast at the start of this we episode. We really just jumped in. We're millennial crises. Uh, we're your agony aunts, your dolly doctors. Your, do- your doctor you aunts, ride in with a crisis where, and you're a millennial and we, we talk about it and solve it for you. I'm Chris. I'm Ari. Hey. Hey, hey. This is the part of the podcast where we take 30 seconds to diagnose the listener who has written in with their crisis. And in this 30 seconds, we tell them what to do and how to fix themselves. Breath. (laughs) Armenia. The home of the Kardashians. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Ari, 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? No. Three, two, one, go. You take six months to write a best-selling novel. (laughs) In the novel, you write down every single thing, every single one of this person has done to you. You then hold a book signing. You've not told anyone about the book. You just launch it. At the launch, you invite every single one of these people to it. You read an excerpt from said book, exposing all of them. You then stand up, you look into the crowd, and you say, ladies, gentlemen, theys and them, this is them and you point them out because they're standing in a group and seconds. everyone goes yuck <laughs> you sound like you've run a marathon i am breathing <laughs> like an asthmatic in a smoke factory <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They create smoke <laughs> yeah. in this factory? Coal. They package smoke? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> <laughs> because, because that's that on that. <laughs> okay, Chris, Ooh. you have 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Uh, I think so. Three, two, one, go. You create a list of all of the people who have wronged you. You drive to each of their houses. You shit on every possible surface. Beforehand, let's cycle back, you have a lot of curry. (laughs) You go to each of these houses, you shit on every surface. You call them. You take photos. You send the photos. You say, look at what you've done. Look at what you've done. Look at what you've done. Five. You blame the shit on them. You convince everyone that they're incontinent and say, whoops, seconds. I meant incompetent. <laughs> Wait, I haven't wrapped my head around that one. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> and I don't think it's possible to. <laughs> Just like I don't think it's possible to be friends with your exes. No, no. Boom! I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You shit on their doorsteps. No, take no. a photo of it. Every possible surface <laughs> oh, in yeah. their house. And then you take a photo of it and be like, look at what you've done and convince <laughs> yes. them they're in- yes, incompetent. incompetent. <laughs> See? There was some toilet humor. There yeah. was some wordplay. Yeah. There was some vocal technique. It kind of had everything. It was the perfect diagnosis. We are really getting into it. We are feeling our oats. Mm-hmm. Oats so simple. Mm, muesli. Mm-hmm. Good. Please reach out. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Let's have a chat. Let's have a wine night. Um, unless we don't like you, in which case... Good luck! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what this would make? A very good season of X on the Beach. You ever watch that show? No. Yeah. We get them all on a beach. And uh, we make them deal with it through there. Except they have to do challenges, like survivor challenges. I don't know. So this has been a weird episode of millennial crises. Yeah. Uh, we've been bringing some weird energy. This 
We've been recording for, I want to say, 17 hours. I think it's been that. Uh, and I'm going to cut it down to a 15-minute episode. 15? Yeah. Type 15. Yeah. We do need to wrap up because you need to film this self-test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this crazy rocket ride of Ep episode six. six. And... Dancing Monkey the Girls. Ones. Absolutely. Um, the outpouring of love how has, we been, recapping? Yeah. has been... Yeah. It's been a really positive response. It's been great. Stunning. Thank you so much. Please continue mm -hmm. to rate and review and subscribe. Mm -hmm. um, we're at what? Eight reviews? Nine. nine. Nine ratings and five reviews. Okay. Yeah. Let's I don't try know and get how, another five reviews. I Come don't know on. how it works on Let's Spotify. We just see streams on Spotify. Check out the back end and look it up. All right. You should. Um, but it's been fun. Yeah. I'm having fun doing this. I'm having a lovely um, time. It's just nice to chat shit. Yeah. And then for people to message us three weeks later and be like, that was funny. And also, and have people be like, do you know what? I go through that. Or... I I feel that way. Yeah, I had one friend who was like, ooh, back-to-back -back episodes where you are dragging me. <laughs> I was like, you're welcome. Enjoy. Wrap us up. Take us out. Well, how are we recapping this episode? Uh, uh, if you're a DJ, please reach out. Yes. Um, we really think we've got something there with that one. Yeah. Uh, if you've got some TV recommendations. Yeah. Go away. I've got that covered. Yeah, Ariadne you're... is on a very strict watching plan mm -hmm. right now. Please don't. And I'm going to be brutal. Yeah. No further questions at this time, though. If you are a shitty ex and you're making your ex-partner stay friends with you, don't listen. I don't want to hear from you. No, listen, because... We're going to fix you, Listen but without the emotional to the uh, work that that takes for someone who actually knows you. Because we're fixing you without even trying because yeah. we're fucking good. Yeah. And we're smart and we know how to live a life without harming everyone around us. Maybe you should try that for once. Idiot. 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 Yuck. Yuck. Or as my friend Jess says, yuck, yuck. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> um... As we end every episode uh, with what my mum and I say to each other on the phone at the end of every phone call, be good, be safe, be careful, make good choices. And as my mother always says, you're very clever, you're very special, and I love you very much. <laughs> if that felt like a good one for this week, so I'm, I'm glad I got that one. Guys, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.